This is the Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How is everybody feeling? Happy Friday. Happy opening day for all of the college baseball fans in the area. I'm stoked for that. Stoked to recap some Arkansas State basketball. And very, very happy, of course, that that it is Friday. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in with us today on the Workday Red Zone. We are coming at you uh, from all over your radio dial and, of course, also at 953theticket.com. As always, you can take us with you on the go by downloading the EAB Media Group app. You just search for that ticket logo. Once you get that saved to your smartphone, click Listen Live, and you're going to be all set. If you want to shout at us today, easy enough on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, 870-930-3776. And as always, you can reach out on social media, facebook.com slash theticketradio. And on Twitter, at Kara underscore Richie, where we have a KavanaughCars.com question posted by using the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara Richie, joined in studio today by producer Ryan James. Yep, good to be here. Busy weekend of hoops coming up? Yep. All right. Moving on, uh, we'll dive into some headlines and then throw out the KavanaughCars.com question. Uh, looking at uh, what happened last night for A-State basketball, just a phenomenal second half there in Troy. That powered Arkansas State men's basketball to an 82-71 win over Troy at Trojan Arena. A-State closed that game on a 25-11 run over the final eight and a half or so minutes. Taryn Todd, the leading scorer with 19 points, but five Red Wolves finished in double figures. So A-State back at it, of course, again tomorrow. They continue their Alabama road trip Saturday at South Alabama. And that one's going to tip off uh, about uh, 320 or so on 107.9 K-Fine. Meanwhile, the A-State women's basketball team suffered a 57-48 setback on the road at Southern Miss. Red Wolves are going to look to bounce back tomorrow at Louisiana. That game gets underway at 2. Cade Carlton with your pregame coverage at 1.30 right here on the ticket. First pitch of the A-State baseball season is tonight. Red Wolves are going to start the 2024 campaign with a three-game series against Nebraska-Omaha. And, uh, of course, that's at Tomlinson Stadium at Kell Field. Game times tonight at 6, Saturday at 3, Sunday at 1. We'll go over the starting pitchers, the broadcast schedule, all that good stuff as we go along today. Elsewhere, Arkansas men's basketball going to be playing at Mississippi State. That one is Saturday at 1 p.m. In terms of our KavanaughCars.com question... I thought we would uh, just have a fun one today, not not overthink anything, but was looking around at some pop culture history earlier today and realized that one of my favorite sports movies, Happy Gilmore, was released on this date all the way back in 1996. I guess I was not quite mentally prepared for that movie to be almost 30, but it is what it is. But but that being said, today we we are tipping our caps to Shooter McGavin. And for the KavanaughCars.com question, I want to get your take on the greatest sports movie villain of all time. Uh, McGavin is right up there, of course, but uh, there's a lot of great sports movies to choose from, a lot of great sports bad guys to choose from. 
Uh, so undoubtedly, you all will have your pick as we go along. Uh, looking at what is coming up in terms of the slate today. Here in this 1 o'clock hour, we'll recap a lot of uh, what was a really enjoyable A-State men's basketball winner from last night. And this hour will include some audio from men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. Looking ahead to hour number two, uh, we'll preview this opening weekend series for Arkansas State Baseball. Go over some notes on the roster, on the starting rotation. A couple of those guys, of course, new uh, that we need to get to know. And then also in the, the 1 o'clock hour, we'll recap Arkansas State women's basketball, their loss in Southern Miss, and how they can bounce back potentially tomorrow at Louisiana. We'll sprinkle in, sprinkle in, if I can say it correctly, some national topics between now and then and hopefully be able to power through two hours. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully we'll get your help on the Riot Fiber Hotline as well. And that's what we'll go ahead and jump to and welcome in Zach. How are you? Good. What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much. How y'all doing? Good. You? Good. Good as Friday. Yeah. Hey, ha- again, happy happy seventy uh, sixth birthday to Bud Rappel. He's seventy six today. I don't think that's uh, correct. Sixty six. I'm sorry. My bad. Sixty six. I was off. Uh, I don't know why I played the same age as my dad. But uh, anyhow, happy sixty six to Bud. Happy birthday, Bud Rowe. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm. I'm Maybe Mark can call in and sing him maybe birthday in a little bit, maybe an hour or two. Y'all got time. But uh, This is not anyway. karaoke hour? Did he not do that on Budrow's show this morning? He didn't get to. They had a lot of interviews. You know, I, thought be, I thought you'd make a – you've been the compassionate person you are. You'd make, a, you'd make an exception for a good cause. I have a heart of stone. Okay. Well said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, uh, I'm going to have to go with Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. Okay. Uh, he was pretty vicious to those, uh, you know, pretty vicious to those guys, wasn't he? He was, and that's kind of like the, the sneaky bad guy, you know, somebody that is beloved in the community, but then the real ones know that he's actually a complete dirtbag. Yes, yes. He made Bobby Knight look like a saint. Yeah. I mean, that was great. John Boyd did an awesome job. And, uh, of course, he played uh, Adolph Rock in Glory Road, the smug coach for Kentucky. Correct, yeah. Y'all got, a little, y'all got a little ball club over there. Wow, unreal. But uh, I'm going to have to go with him. He was so he was such a, you know, he made that movie. You know, that was a, James Vanderbilt had a horrible uh, Texas accent in that. I don't want your life. Yeah, and I mean, the two <laughs> best things about that movie was John, John Boyd's performance and probably Allie Larder. But uh, anyways, uh, what about Ivan Drago from Rocky Ford? I mean, that's a good one, too. It's all just, this is 100% personal preference today. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of something here, Carol. You know, I, what about the guy, whatever, Ollie was shooting free throws and Hoosiers. Didn't know they were so small down on the farm. But so, which, one, one which one is yours specifically? I got with Buck Kilmer. That left, that left a lasting impression on me. Okay, uh, okay. So, you know, the way he uh, uh, chastised Billy Bob. Blaming him for his quarterback going down, you know, pretty, pretty repulsive, I would say. Okay. So, anyways, uh, but uh, hi. By the way, uh, Bud does share a birthday with uh, Ice Ice T man from uh, Law and Order SVU. I still love watching that show. Can you believe he's still playing a cop at age sixty-seven? I am a little bit out of the loop on Law and Order. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. I love Dick Wolf. He makes some great shows. But uh, anyways, 
All right, y'all. Well, I'm going to go with Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. Okay. Good answer to get See us started. Ya. Thanks, Zach. Again, our KavanaughCars.com question today. Uh, who is, we'll say the best or your favorite or however you want to phrase it, movie villain of all time? Should have clipped up like some Shooter McGavin headlines or highlights, excuse me, audio. But that ship has sailed, and that's okay. Uh, we'll have open phone lines for a lot of today's show at 870-930-3776 on the Right Fiber Hotline, including uh, during this break. But let's go ahead and, and jump into one as we step aside here for the first time in this noon hour, brought to you by Dustin White Realty. We'll be right back to dive into some more Kansas State men's basketball right after this on The Ticket. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Nerds Assemble, Heroes and a Half Shell Comic Convention is bringing an epic lineup of special guests to celebrate 40 years of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Meet the legendary Steve Levine, the talented Jeremy Clark, the voice behind Michelangelo, Wayne Grayson, and comic artist extraordinaire Tim Lady. Don't miss your chance to meet these TMNT titans in person at the Hilton Garden Inn in Jonesboro on March the 9th and the 10th. Get your tickets now and join the Turtle Club. For more info, visit JonesboroArkansasComicStore.com. I like turtles. Y'all lose weight the healthy way with medication-assisted weight loss at Elite Total Health in Jonesboro. You see, losing weight doesn't have to be hard, and you don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to spend your whole day eating bars and drinking shakes. See, Elite Total Health has a trusted medical team in place that's going to help you lose weight in a safe and effective way. Y'all, Elite Total Health has helped patients lose close to 12,000 pounds and counting. Elite Total Health is all about medication-assisted weight loss that's delivered by a team that customizes a plan to fit your life and your goals. And by now, you've probably heard about semaglutide. It can lead to dramatic weight loss, and Elite Total Health has semaglutide and other weight loss medication options that will help you lose weight. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 6. You can call 870-206-8250 or go see them at 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Elite Men's Health and Rob Taylor State Farm. Get started today with Elite Total Health and find out more on Facebook when you search Elite Total Health Jonesboro. When you're in the market for a new vehicle, George Kale Motors in Newport has you covered with a great selection of vehicles from Chevrolet and GMC. And if your vehicle needs routine maintenance or critical care, our factory trained technicians can take great care of you and get you back on the road in a flash. George Kell Motors, your Hall of Fame dealer off exit 85 in Newport. Call us 870-523-2792 or view our entire inventory at georgekellmotors.com. East Arkansas Broadcasters, locally owned, locally operated, and locally focused. And just like NEA Baptist, East Arkansas Broadcasters cares about our community. The Community Health Education Foundation presents Diamonds and Pearls Red Dress Gala February the 24th. The Red Dress Gala raises awareness for cardiovascular disease. For tickets or table reservations, call 870-931-4044. That's what's coming up with East Arkansas Broadcasters and NEA Baptist. Healthcare for the next century. Eleanor steals your heart. She was diagnosed at five weeks old, a type of leukemia, and it's associated with Down syndrome. Being able to come to St. Jude was a blessing and the best place for her. Talking to the doctors and nurses, they were on top of it. They got this, we got this, it's gonna be okay, and we're gonna get through this. Here it's like a celebration of life. 
there's so much great stuff happening. The doctors and nurses are her best friends, and you can tell that they love her, and you could tell she loves them, and that relationship is just amazing. We're just so grateful for them. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them off. Welcome back, friends. As we get all settled in. Here on a Friday edition of the Workday Red Zone, our noon hour, brought to you by the real estate experts at Dustin White Realty. Whether you're buying or selling, you can trust the experts at Dustin White Realty for personalized service. Your home may be worth more than you think. And you can visit arhomevalue.com to find out more. Your dream home awaits at Dustin White Realty. We're asking you today, who is the greatest sports movie villain of all time? Happy Gilmore was released on this date in 1996. So therefore, we got to know Shooter McGavin uh, for the first time. One of my all-time favorite, best, worst Sports movie villain, so that is what we're taking our inspiration from today. Uh, switching gears, though, man, that was some fun basketball last night for Arkansas State men's basketball. That's about as much fun as I've had watching a state men's basketball uh, this season. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I probably said the same thing after the UAB game. And after the Louisville game and after the Georgia Southern game. But, like, I really mean it <laughs> today. I really meant it after all of those games, too. But but this team now has won four out of its last five. Uh, the game that it lost there, it kind of sandwiched in between those, was just a frustrating game against against James Madison where the Red Wolves only lost by four points. And you feel like this team is starting to hit its stride. And you feel like the team that we watched play last night at Troy can hang with anybody in the Sunbelt Conference and perhaps even win a Sunbelt Conference title. That was just a a really well-played game, specifically in the second half. And to be able to turn in a performance like that on the road at a place where the Trojans really don't lose. Troy was 14-1 and coming into this game. They were on a six-game win streak coming into last night. They had not lost a Sunbelt game at home in over a year. And since Scott Cross has been at the helm there in Troy, they, they just really don't lose a, a lot at home at all. So, again, to have such an incredible, well-played game, just a solid performance, and to do it in that environment at Trojan Arena with the quality of team that the Trojans are, I mean, again, just fantastic, fantastic. You look at 
how that one unfolded last night there at Troy. And it started okay. I mean, it didn't necessarily start start great for A-State. But it was a situation where the Red Wolves were able to mostly stay in it. You know, they got up a little bit early. In fact, at one point in time, the Red Wolves were up by six. And that had a lot to do with the fact that, that A-State went out and hit for, for their first five threes. So, typically when this team is able to hit well from distance, good things happen. Uh, but hit for their first five threes. And then, and then Troy kind of picked up some momentum. In fact, right before... The half, the pendulum swung heavily in the Trojans' direction. They got up to a 10-point lead before a Freddie Hicks and one was able to get it back down to seven, and, and that's where these teams went into the break at, seven, uh, with uh, Troy having a seven-point advantage. Then, hold on. I'm shuffling around some papers here. All right, so back to the first half for a moment. You know, it was uh, it, in the first half. You know, A-State had been out-rebounded uh, by by the Trojans. They were minus seven on the glass. Uh, they could have, you know, the defense needed to to step up just a little bit. You know, Troy was shooting 47%. Uh, Troy was doing what it wanted to in the paint in the first half uh, with a 28-18 to 18 edge. And again, uh, just things going the Trojans' way after the first 20 minutes. A-State was able to... Come out of the break with with a little bit of momentum. You know, got the lead down to two. Only for Troy to hit hit a couple of shots. Then A-State got the lead down to three. Then Troy would hit a couple of shots. And then next thing you know, though, with about ten and a half minutes left, really, is where A-State seemed to kind of get it together and realize, hey, we, we need to go on a surge. We need to close this one strong. And then... Next thing you know, you had these these highlight reel, high-energy plays from Isaiah Nelson. Uh, you had some other solid shots from so many other players on that roster. And then for the final eight and a half minutes, A-State closed out that game on a 25-11 to run. Just so many good shots, so many great rebounds, putbacks, taking care of the basketball, just anything you need to see. For a team to be successful, A-State was able to do so down the stretch. Now, that is, of course, particularly noteworthy because there's been several times this season where we have not seen this team close out games well. And that's particularly, that's that's even more so on the road. It's been a bit of a struggle there to surge to the finish. But last night, uh, that's exactly, exactly what A-State did in that final eight and a half minutes was just save their best basketball for last and do so many things well at the end of that game. When you look just specifically at that second half box score for A-State, A-State went out and outscored Troy 48-30 to in the second half. A-State was a whopping plus 15 on the glass just in the second half. They out-rebounded Troy 26-11 to in the second half. 14-5 to in terms of offensive rebounds in the second half. A-State only turned it over Three times in the second half. And then specifically, you know, they they did mostly some of the key things you're supposed to do defensively to be able to come out with a win. Those metrics are 
in, in what what I've always heard, you know, you want to hold a team under 40% from the floor, under 30% from three, and you want to make more free throws than your opponent attempts. The free throws weren't quite there, but but A-State did hold, uh, hold uh, Troy, excuse me, to 38% from the floor, 30% from three. And uh, both teams made made uh, seven free throws in the second half. So so AC was close close with the with all of those. Didn't quite get there on the free throw metric, but but it is what it is. One of the things when you look at this entire game, one one of the again, there's so many good stats from the game. There's so many ways where A State outstatted their opponent that that helped lead to that 11 point win. But I think the thing that got my attention the most in terms of the statistics was just how A-State fared on the glass. Troy is the best rebounding team in the Sun Belt, statistically, or at least they were coming into the game last night. And where they specifically shined was on the offensive glass. In fact, I want to say they were ninth in the country in offensive rebounds per game going into last night. And what did A-State do? They were plus five on the offensive glass. So A-State ended up with 19 offensive rebounds and turned that into 30 three second chance points. So A-State had 33 second chance points to just 11 from Troy. There were other things that won the game for A-State, but that, if you're going to sum up a game in one statistic, offensive rebounding and second chance points is it. A-State just, again, just really, really outworked Troy on the glass, and, and it showed at the end of the game. Uh, several different, you know, highlight moments from several different players. A big congratulations to, to Caleb Fields. Um, it was, it was really scary early because there were literally two minutes gone in that game and, and Caleb Fields left the bench and went to the locker room and you're just thinking, oh no, that was, (laughs) that was concerning. But as we've seen time and time and time and time again. Caleb Fields, pound for pound, is one of the toughest dudes to ever play in an Arkansas State jersey. So he was down for a few minutes, but he absolutely was not out. Actually ended up coming, ended up coming back uh, onto the court fairly quickly for A-State after a little attention in, the, uh, in the, the locker room. And ended up last night after a huge three crossing the 1,500-point threshold. So now Fields is just one of eight dudes in all of Arkansas State program history to score 1,500 points in a career. He, uh, he passed Chico Fletcher in, in that mark. He's not going to catch Chico in, in assist because nobody is. But Fields has caught and passed Chico Fletcher to point, in, in points. So he's got that, uh, that bragging right uh, now there for, for Caleb Fields. Uh, he finished, by the way, with 15 points on the night. But again, just it, it seemed like every time you looked up, there was somebody making a big play. You know, Darian Ford finished with 11 points. He had four key rebounds. Also had three steals that were really crucial for Arkansas State. Taryn Tott was the leading scorer for the Red Wolves. He finished with 19 points. And then additionally, he had six rebounds. It was a really good rebounding night for the guards, by the way. Uh, additionally, you know, Freddie Hicks had 16 points. He had six rebounds. He also had two assists, a couple of steals and a block. So he was just flat out all over the place. And then thankfully, the big thing there with Freddie Hicks is just thankfully he felt well enough to play 28 minutes, which was key. But that being said, you know, the, the game changer last night, in my opinion, was Isaiah Nelson. 
just so much energy from Nelson. And he impacted the team clearly offensively, where he scored a career-high 18 points on 8 of 11 shooting. Uh, He did phenomenal work on the glass as he finished with 12 points. Uh, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 6 offensive, 6 defensive. Yeah, uh, that, that tied a career high, by the way. He also tied a career high with, with 4 blocks. So he was just all over the place. Now, at some point in time, I'm sure that, that Nelson has led this team in scoring before. He's undoubtedly led this team in rebounding before. He's undoubtedly led this team in blocks before. But what I'm almost positive he has never, ever, ever done until last night's game was lead Arkansas State... In minutes played. Isaiah Nelson. Defended so well last night. And he defended without fouling. On the night he was just whistled for two fouls. So what does that mean? That means he played 39 minutes last night. He led the Red Wolves in minutes. Obviously 39 minutes for for Nelson is, is a career high. But just look how impactful. He can be when he's able to be out there that long. And not like that's a secret. I mean, we've all seen him play. We've all seen these incredible flashes. We've seen him have games here and there where he is just incredibly, incredibly impactful to the Red Wolves' success. But I don't know if we've ever seen it come together quite like it did last night. And it was just a great, great show from Nelson and a great show from this team all around. Of course, uh, you know, quick note, there can be no 100% good news for A-State this season because we just can't have nice things. Uh, DeAndre Dominguez did get beat up a little bit in that game. He was only able to play for 12 minutes, which is just not typically uh, what you see there for him. I I don't know what his status is moving forward, but again, it's just, it's, I mean, certainly if there's any team out there that can roll with the punches and navigate some (laughs) Some injuries, it's A-State, but you just you just so wonder. As good as this team played last night, it's still not complete. What will this team ever look like if we get to see the complete package? I don't know. We might not see it this year. It is what it is. But ultimately, again, just a, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun watching that 82-71 winner for Arkansas State over Troy. Last night at, uh, at Trojan Arena. There's still more to talk about in terms of men's basketball. I want to share some audio with you coming up from head men's basketball coach Brian Hodson. Also, of course, the Red Wolves right back at it tomorrow. we got to talk about South Alabama as well. But we're going to step aside, squeeze in a break here in this noon hour, brought to you by Dustin White Realty, and follow up on that when we come back here on The Ticket. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Morgan from the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Farm Market Report. March corn at 418, up a quarter, May also up a quarter at 430. March soybeans at 1171 and a half, up nine and a quarter, May up eight and a quarter at 1174 and a quarter. March wheat at 562 and a quarter, down four and three quarters, with May down seven at 560 and a quarter. March rice at 9426, down 37, May down 53 at 9478. And March rice at 1836, down 28, May also 
also down 28 at 1861. In the livestock complex, February live cattle at 185.25, up 185. April up 210 at 187.70. March feeder cattle at 251.18, up 408. April up 328 at 253.50. And April lean hogs unchanged at 8501, May up 5 at 88.90. That's your noon farm market report from your EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Hey there, Northeast Arkansas. This is John Moore of Arkansas Superstore on Highway 49 in Brooklyn. Here to tell you that we're flipping the script on car buying. Tired of the runaround? Sick of dealers treating you like an afterthought? Upside down in your current car? At Arkansas Superstore, we're here to change the game. No credit? Bad credit? Upside down in your current ride? We've got your back. Don't stand for bait-and-switch tactics. That's holding. We believe in transparency and trust. You deserve the car you want with a payment much lower than your rent. Why settle for less? We won't sell you something you don't love. Life is too short for car-buying nightmares. Let's make it better together. Give us a shot before giving in to it-is-how-it-is tactics. Arkansas Superstore is here to make sense of it all for you. Come over and find your dream ride. You're approved. When the banks say no, I say yes. We're ready to show you a much better way. Visit us today at 11580 Highway 49 North in Brooklyn or online at ArkansasSuperstore.com. Let's rewrite the car buying story one satisfied customer at a time. If you're talking, they will hear you every single time. Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um, nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so... Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it, too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back 
to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Ryan hanging out with you. We'll open back up the Right Fiber Hotline here in just a moment. We are debating sports movie villains for our KavanaughCars.com question. But uh, before we do that, I want to continue this uh, recapping this Arkansas State winner from last night at Troy. 82-71. Again, the final score there is so many good things. But uh, shared my thoughts on it. Uh, time it to get a-State men's basketball coach, uh, Brian Hodson, his thoughts on it. By the way, if you're uh, sitting, if you've already clocked out on a Friday, you can have a little fun with us. Take a drink every time you hear Brian Hodson say the word proud, uh, which no judgment. I was proud of that team last night, too. But uh, hey, you know what? It's it's Friday. If you're already done with work, you might as well might as well dive in. And uh, let's start here with with his opening statement, where clearly he is elated with the way his guys played. Yeah, super, super proud of our guys. Uh, they, uh, I thought that they, they competed. You know, we said in the locker room, we were down seven at the half, but I, I felt like we, we did that to ourselves. We left some points at the free throw line, um, and, and, and we, we had a couple uncharacteristic turnovers. Um, we, you know, we had a – but I, I knew we had it in us. I, I think uh, our guys have been locked in. We had a great week of practice. Uh, we were banged up. DeAndre couldn't play at all in the second half. Um, you know, but th- what I'm most proud of is the rebounding. Uh, that's one of the best. That is the best rebounding team in the league. Uh, we beat them on the glass by eight. We got 19 on boards. That won us the ball game. Continuing here, uh, he he mentioned the rebounding. Uh, we talked earlier about the fact that A State was able to turn uh, those 19 offensive rebounding rebounds, excuse me, into 33 second chance points. But Coach Hodson elaborates a little bit on the work that his team did on the glass. Yeah, it's something we, we put a major emphasis on. I told the guys this was going to be a tough guy game. We've got to we've got to uh, you know own the glass, and we went into the locker room, I believe, with a uh, seven rebound deficit. So in the second half, obviously, we out rebounded them by fifteen. Uh, that, that that'll win you a lot of basketball games. Uh, we held them to five made threes. Uh, we shot forty seven percent from three. We made free throws down the stretch. Uh, just really really proud of our guys' effort. Yeah. Continuing, we talked earlier about the stat line uh, in the previous segment for Isaiah Nelson. To recap, a career-high 18 points, tied a career-high with 12 rebounds, tied a career-high with four blocks, set a big-time career-high with 39 (laughs) minutes played. And uh, Coach Hodson says there were some times last night, uh, not sometimes, throughout the game where uh, he he was the man on the court. He was the best player on the floor. He played his butt off. I thought he took a huge step uh, being vertical at the rim. I even thought the last one, to be honest, that they called on him. I thought he was vertical. Um, just, I mean, a plus 15 with 18, 12, and four blocks with six O boards. Can, can win a lot of ball games with your five playing like that. And just, uh, just really thrilled with everybody's effort. I mean, uh, Darian Ford, a plus 14. Caleb Fields, plus 15. Freddie Hicks, a plus 20 yeah. with 16 and 6 and 3 0 boards. It was a total team effort and just so proud of these guys. He, he was- Let's go just a little bit out of order here since we just heard Coach Brian Hodson talk about Freddie Hicks. Let's go ahead and hear what else he has to say about Hicks after he was able to, to get back in the lineup. Yeah, yeah, and he's still getting his win back from being sick. I thought he, I thought he really, really competed. I'm really proud uh, of the execution. Uh, we we used him as a screener a lot in the second half and took advantage of some of their uh, weaker defenders. And and he did a great job of that. He did a great job of uh, putting some pressure on that rim on offense. And uh, just thrilled to have him back. And, and obviously, it shows what he does for us. Last comments here from Coach Brian Hodson. Of course, we mentioned Caleb Fields able to cross the 1500 point threshold. 
uh, last night. Uh, he also finished with with three assists. Uh, all in all, A-State men's basketball did a good job of just not turning over the basketball against Detroit team that usually is pretty good in that aspect. And Coach Hodson talks about the way his guys uh, were able to take care of the ball last night. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, we started uh, Caleb and Taryn tonight. We decided to bring Avery off the bench only because of their pressure. They pick you up full court for 40 minutes. Yeah. And so we wanted to have an extra ball handler in. Um, and I thought Taryn did a phenomenal job out of the gate, hit two big threes, was super, super active in the press. Um, I thought he was solid. He had a, he had a small spurt in the, in the first half where he got a little bit winded and, and made some tough decisions. But outside of that, I thought he was, I thought he was phenomenal. Uh, 19 points, six rebounds. He got two O boards. Um, I, I thought he was huge tonight, and both both of our point guards were, were great. I think I counted the word "proud" four times in in that audio. So <laughs> I don't know if you're playing along or not. But uh, again, uh, look, I, I, I'm certainly not giving Coach Hodson any any grief over how proud he was of his guys. That was that was a phenomenal performance. He should be proud. I think this fan base is certainly proud of the way these guys went out and played last night at Troy. Again, 82-71 was the final score, knocking off the league leader. So now App State is sitting atop the Sunbelt Conference standings. Now, Ace it heads to Mobile. You absolutely cannot go out <laughs> and come out flat at South Alabama. On paper, the Jaguars are not as good at as Troy at literally anything but this feels this this has all the makings of a trap game you had a huge game last night next game after tomorrow is going to be a huge nationally televised game coming up at home against Troy ESPNU is going to be there you got the guys from Barstool that are going to be there obviously the A-State Athletics Department is going to make a huge push for all the fans to be there So, so next week is massive but you do not want to take the wind out of your sails and slow down that momentum by having an inexplicable L at South Alabama coming up tomorrow. Look, every every game from here on out is huge, right? Because you're trying to get into the top four of the standings and, and you're you're still on the outside looking in. So so you gotta continue to just stack wins and hope somehow that the standings take care of themselves. A-State is right now. If the season ended today, A-State would be the five seed. Of course, that's not that's not four. It's good. It's better than the seeding A-State's had for the past couple of years, but it's not four where you want to be. And right now, A-State is two games back of Louisiana for the four seed. So not only does A-State really kind of need to win out, you're going to need to hope that there's some help somewhere along the way. There is a real chance if A-State plays like it did last night and just goes out and takes care of business, there is a very real chance that this Red Wolves team could be riding a seven-game winning streak going into the season finale at Appalachian State, which is based on net ranking. The toughest game on the schedule on the road that's not like a power opponent, right? Like, obviously, Alabama and, and Wisconsin and and. Iowa were tougher games, but you, you throw those out. App State's ranked pretty highly in the net. It, it's going to be a big game. But again, you got you got to get there first. You have to take care of business first. You have to take care of business tomorrow in Mobile. Again, on paper, man, you look all over the place, and, and A-State 
has an edge. A-State is a better scoring team. A-State is a better shooting team. A-State is a better rebounding team. A-State is a better team at blocks. A-State is a better team at assists. A-State is a better team at assists to turnovers. But obviously, you know, the, the game is not played on paper. And A-State still has to go out and, and execute. Any any road win is a good win is is a good win. Period. If you went on the road, period. No matter what the the strength of your opponent is, if you went on the road, that's a good win. But statistically, this would also be a bad loss if that makes sense. So you can't you just can't do it. You can't even entertain it. There's again a few different places where a state has a statistical advantage, but more than anything else on paper, if a state can put the effort rebounding into tomorrow's game in Mobile like like they did at Troy. The Red Wolves are going to win this game, in my opinion. Because that is an aspect where, where South Alabama really just isn't that great. So, uh, if you can go out and have success there, it could, be, it could be a pretty fun time. Jaguars just okay defensively. Just okay Shooting-wise, offensively, they rank 14th in offensive rebounds. So again, we just saw this team, this A-State team, record 19 offensive rebounds and turn them into 33 points. You repeat that in Mobile, you're going to win. But certainly you, you can't get, cannot get lackadaisical and just assume the Jaguars are going to, you know, roll over because that is absolutely not, not going to happen. Looking at uh, what else happened last night in the Sun Belt Conference, Ab State, a winner over Marshall Coastal, uh, got a home win over, over Georgia Southern. The Cajuns won on the road at ODU 68-60 to there. ULM also a road winner. At Southern Miss, sixty-eight to fifty-nine. The other home teams pulling off dubs last night: James Madison over Georgia State, South Alabama over Texas State. So that was the slate for Thursday. Of course, full slate coming up on Saturday as well. Top four teams in the Sun Belt standings: App State, followed by Troy, JMU, Louisiana. A State is one of three teams tied for the five seed with a seven and six record. If the season ended today, if the season ended today, A-State would have the tiebreaker over Marshall and Southern Miss, but no no sense in worrying about the tiebreakers. The season does not end today. There's five more games left, so A-State needs to continue to take care of business and uh, and be able to, to stack, uh, stack those Ws, and they've got to start it tomorrow. Tomorrow, I don't know what the original game time was announced for at, at South Alabama. A lot of teams in the Sun Belt... They do this weird thing where if they have a double header scheduled, they have the start times listed at, as two hours apart. And that's dumb. It's kind of mathematically impossible. Typically, it takes two hours to play a game. And then you have to have 30 minutes between the end of one game and the beginning of the next one so the teams have time to warm up. So at minimum, you got to have two and a half hours. Between the games now, I I don't know if that's what South Alabama did or did not do. 
but I know whatever time we had originally blocked off that South Alabama start for in our in our computer system, we had to tweak it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so this could be another one of those games where if you looked at the start time a couple of days ago and you're sitting in front of your ESPN Plus and it's not loading yet, that's why. That's why. But uh, for uh, our 107.9 K-Fine coverage and coverage across the EAB Media Group app, uh, just uh, about 2.50 is when that is going to start with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. And then uh, that is going to, of course, lead up to tip off at about 3.20 or so there in Mobile. So good times ahead, I hope. Again, a lot of fun watching that one last night. Uh, We've got, well, we'll open back up the phone lines to wrap up this noon hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. But we need to step aside and squeeze in one more break. We'll come back and do phone calls uh, when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone. Weekdays noon to 2 on the Ticket Radio Network. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Caitlin Clark has put together one of the most impressive individual seasons in college basketball history. She needed just eight points last night to surpass Kelsey Plum's all-time scoring record. And as we've come to expect, she did it in style. Clark hit a logo three to break the record on her way to a career-high 49 points in a win over Michigan. The record in itself is impressive, but what makes this accomplishment even more unique is the potential longevity. With another year of eligibility, due to COVID, Clark could go back to college basketball next season. That would gift the star five full seasons of college action. Five years in college isn't unusual, but that is usually granted to players due to an injury exemption. And with Clark being the face of women's college basketball and NIL paying athletes more and more, if Clark does decide to go back for a fifth year, we could be looking at one of the more untouchable records in the history of college basketball. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Well, guys, it's time to talk about your meat problem. It can be uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Do you realize that 85% of the grass-fed beef sold in the United States is imported from overseas? Now, if you're buying from the store, you're most likely eating low-quality, overpriced beef that lacks rich flavor. But good ranchers coming to the rescue. They're the protein prescription to cure your meat problem. Good ranchers sources 100% American meat, and seafood from local farms and ranches and delivers right to your door. It is the source for American meat and steakhouse quality. Bone-in ribeyes, porterhouse pork chops, everything they sell is aged, trimmed, packaged to make your life easy. You'll love it. They're great new partners of ours, so stop shopping at the grocery store. Get total transparency. Use the promo code PATRICK for $20 off free express shipping today. That's GoodRanchers.com and tell them we sent you. It's the President's Day sales event going on now at Kavanaugh Hyundai. Get incredible savings on every vehicle on the lot with its sleek design and impressive performance. Come see the all-new 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Now up to $6,000 off MSRP or the all-new 2024 Hyundai Tucson. The compact SUV that combines style and versatility is now up to $4,500 off MSRP. Plus America's best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles. Don't miss the President's Day sales event at Kavanaugh Hyundai or KavanaughHyundai.com. Money comes and money goes. Unfortunately, it doesn't come and go at the same pace. That and even coming and going of money is one of the most important reasons why you'll like doing business with Merchants and Planners Bank in Clarendon. First, open a checking account and you'll be able to keep track of all outgoing money. Second, a savings account. And then, when you're fortunate enough to have more money coming in than going out, 
You'll want to add that extra to your savings account and collect interest on it. And third, because you'll be an established customer at Merchants and Planters Bank in Clarendon. And when you have a money need that's more than you can comfortably afford from your savings or salary, you'll find that it's easy to obtain a loan. Why not visit Merchants and Planters Bank today and open both your checking and savings accounts? You'll find you're going in the right financial direction from then on. Merchants and Planters Bank in Clarendon, member FDIC. We love watching A-State crash the boards during basketball season. But getting into a crash while on the road is a different story. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair. Repair at 935-9482. At the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, we believe every athlete deserves to be safe. Safe from abuse and misconduct on and off the field. Join the movement to champion respect and end abuse at uscenterforsafesport.org. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Last couple of minutes left here in this new hour brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Bootsy has been waiting patiently through the break on the Right Fiber Hotline, so let's check in with him. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Uh... Just a real fun ball game last night. Uh, our young men, to me, checked every box. That was, the, to me, the best defensive effort when you consider who they played yeah. that they've had all year long. Every box, to me, they checked except for the free throw shooting. Uh, and, one, and you mentioned uh, uh, our young man, Isaiah, how he's just really come along, had the game of his life. I also want to just emphasize also the return of a at least close to healthy Freddie Hicks. You know, yeah. we haven't had a healthy Freddie Hicks since the Belmont game. It seemed like that was a season ago. <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, during the time he was out, he was at one of the women's games, and he came up into the stands and sat with someone just in front of me. This is a big man, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a set of shoulders that won't wait. And he's built, and so he's built to take physicality, and some of his baskets came when he absorbed contact and was able to get that basket anyway, and I think that's why he was able to help us rebounding. We, I think, I know personally I forgot how much Freddie Hicks really meant to us. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you, you think about some games that, that where A.C. didn't come out on top, you know, that game at ULM, you know, I know in, in the post game, or, or I guess in his his following weekly press conference, Coach Hodson pointed out that uh, that you know Freddie Hicks probably would have been one of the guys to to defend uh, one of their key players that ended up making a lot of shots. And then, of course, just what he is able to do, just just offensively, uh, when this team is is firing on all cylinders, I I it just gives you another option. I don't know how a team defends. <laughs> A, a healthy Arkansas State team. Unfortunately, we just haven't seen a lot of an, a healthy Arkansas State team. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Isaiah, I think even if he finishes the season close to where, the way he's been playing lately, what what chances do you think he'll have of, of being a first-team all 
Sunbelt player? I don't know, Bootsy, to be honest with you, because I know I know that there are – I don't know who, who some of the better fives are in, in the league. I know that, you know, still – a, a guy like Isaiah Nelson has a little bit of work to do to, to be able to catch up with like a, a guy like Katinge who played for the Raging Cajuns who kind of just bullied Arkansas State. Um, there's there's a couple of, of shooting fives in the league that are that are tough to deal with. Obviously, if you've got a big guy, Andy can step out and, and hit the three. That's pretty impressive as well. But uh, but I'm I'm honestly not sure. Certainly, if he if he plays like he played last night for a, a, an extended amount of time, he'll he'll force the issue and he'll find himself on some kind of Sun Belt All Sun Belt team. Yeah, I, I think uh, if not this year, then certainly next year he's going to he may be a first teamer. Yeah, uh, he just needs to keep uh, growing and maturing. I know we don't have much time left, uh, Kara, but uh, and you haven't addressed the women, but I'm I'm going to address the women if you don't mind. Sure. That was the most disappointed I've been this season. I didn't see much effort. I didn't. It's just like they didn't have much energy. I didn't see much focus with all the turnovers. I didn't even see much talent last night. I thought early in the season that this would be the team that could push uh, for, you know, make a nice run for maybe a stop. Uh, for a Sun Belt championship, maybe be in the top three or four teams. I don't, and again, uh, I don't think, and this is this was a good b- girls basketball team I'm talking about, it wouldn't surprise me if we'd have lost to Green County Tech last night. That's how bad I thought that we played. We had numerous opportunities to seize control of that ball game and just would not do it. And the officials, after that skirmish, they called, they just called fouls where there was contact or not. And it happened the entire rest of the game. And I like for, I like a calm coach. I like for a coach that's even kill, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but sometimes you only stand up and fight. And last night was an opportunity to stand up and fight for our team because they were just, the refs just called everything, whether it was contact or not. And I go back to when we played Lafayette. In Jonesboro, we had a lead. There was a a, a media timeout. Their coach spent the entire timeout in a conversation with the official, back and forth. And from that point on, seven out of eight calls and no calls went the Cajuns' way, and they came back and won that ball game. The officials didn't beat us, but they dead gum set the stage to where Louisiana was able to take advantage of win that ball game. Sometimes I don't look. You can't just take everything like a child in a room full of adults. Sometimes you got to stand up and fight for your team. Bootsy, we appreciate the thoughts and the phone call. Thank you. We will we'll dive into that that A State Southern Miss game in the second hour of the program. I've got some thoughts. I've got some <laughs> interesting notes on Hattiesburg as well. I'm not quite look. I I, I won't say it was an enjoyable game. By any stretch of the imagination. I'm not quite as perturbed as Bootsy is. But uh, we'll have to talk about what happens next for the A-State women as well. That's in the second hour coming up. But I want to start with some some A-State baseball talk. Because we get to talk about A-State baseball today. But that wraps up this noon hour. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. We'll be back right after this on The Ticket.
This is Will Oswald, your Friday Ticket Radio Network Sports Update, brought to you by Plans and Tire Service. Terrence Todd with 19 points to lead 5A state players in double figures as the Red Bulls men's basketball team beat Sunbelt leading Troy on the road last night, 82-71, to closing the game on a 25-11 to run. The Red Bulls at South Alabama tomorrow, pregame at 2.30 on 107.9 K-Fine in the EB Red Bulls Sports Network from Learfield. An ugly night for the A-State women last night in Hattiesburg as Southern Miss held the Red Wolves to just 11 second-half points in a 57-48 win. Emma Imebre and four Southern Miss players were ejected after an altercation late in the first half by the Southern Miss bench. The Red Wolves at ULL tomorrow with a pregame at 1.30 here on the Ticket Radio Network. And it's the opening day of Division I college baseball season around the nation. The Red Wolves hosting the Mavericks of the University of Nebraska-Omaha in the first to three at Tomlinson Stadium, Kelfield. Weather permitting, pregame at 5.45, first pitch at 6 here on the Ticket Radio Network. Four tires in one hour. That's guaranteed at Plants and Tire Service. And that's the latest from the Ticket Radio Network. Central dealerships are committed to making a difference in our community. In Arkansas, 15.5% of the population faces food insecurity. Join the fight against hunger by supporting the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas. Your generosity can help provide meals for families in need. Whether it's a non-perishable food item or monetary donation, your support can make a difference. Join the Food Bank of Northeast Arkansas and the Central dealerships in making an impact on the lives of our neighbors. Together, we can truly nourish our community. Central dealerships, home of meter beat pricing. At Mr. T's, our mission is to satisfy the needs of all of our customers, from the beer lover to the wine connoisseur. We've been keeping our community relaxed and happy since 1983, offering the lowest prices in one easy, convenient location. Open seven days a week, 365 days a year, even on Sundays. So head across the Kahlua Colored Waters to Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri, and find out yet again why it's always worth the drop to Mr. T's. Mr. T's at Riverside. Tech troubles can drive you up the wall. You Break I Fix at 1605 Red Wolf Boulevard is here to help. Cracked phone screen? Don't worry. You Break I Fix is your one-stop solution for all things tech. We specialize in fixing broken phone screens and more. Laptop won't work? Don't toss it out. Bring it to You Break I Fix where our tech experts will have it running like new in no time. Gaming system acting up? No need to pause your gaming adventures. Trust You Break I Fix to get your gaming system repaired quickly and affordably. Visit You Break I Fix at 1605 Red Wolf Boulevard today and let us fix it all. You Break I Fix, where we make your tech headaches disappear at slims doing something the best way is the only real way to do it we know honest to goodness food can bring people together that's why we use 100 all-natural chicken and only the best ingredients and our 11 shaken sauces and new dry rubs add real variety with our perfectly fried wings we cook each meal to order so it's fresh because when something is real it's delicious so let's share a meal together Slim Chickens. I thought I was too old. I thought I was too young. I didn't think I had what it takes. How would I find the time? I figured I'd get around to it someday. Besides, it's probably too expensive. Too difficult. Too complicated. Then one day I sat down at the piano. Drums. The keyboard. Guitar. Bass. Ukulele. I went into a music store and tried some percussion. Tried a clarinet. A sax. And I learned a few simple notes. Simple chords. Simple rhythms. Before Before I I knew it, I could actually play a song. A pretty simple one, but I did it. Me. I couldn't believe it. Why make excuses when you can make music? Why wait? Just play. 
This message brought to you by the NAM Foundation. This is KNEA K237FI 95.3 and K245CW 96.9 Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket Radio Network. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Workday Red Zone. We've made it an hour through our day. That means we have an hour remaining here on the program. We're asking you today, since it is the uh, the anniversary of the release of Happy Gilmore on this date in 1996, we were introduced happy, introduced to happy for the first time. Of course, that means we also met Shooter McGavin. So, <laughs> tipping our cap to Shooter McGavin, who is the greatest sports movie villain. Of all time. That's the KavanaughCars.com question. You can weigh in with us on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications, bringing you the right speed at the right price right now. Check availability for your area at RightFiber.com. Give us a ring at 870-930-3776. Friends, we have college baseball on tap today. We've got Arkansas State baseball on tap today at least i'm assuming so i just had a rainstorm move in so hopefully that is going to be out of the area at by six o'clock hopefully they got the tarp down for that but uh, red wolves starting the slate by welcoming in nebraska omaha for three games and i'm i'm excited i'm excited to see what this year's team can do as there's just uh, a lot of things that are different this year from last year uh specifically with pitching i say a lot of things it's kind of like a half and half situation uh there's not very much new and different in terms of of the offense in terms of the the fielders there is quite a bit new and different in terms of the pitching so i guess we'll start with what we know uh as we dive into what's going to be coming up this weekend for a state baseball well we know there's going to be a whole lot of familiar faces that are going to be out there in in the field uh, when things get underway at six o'clock. Gosh, in fact, everybody returns. <coughs> excuse me, from last year's squad, uh, with the exception of shortstop Cody Darcy. So we're going to see some guys that we recognize at first base, like like Jared Toller or Casey Tollett or Brandon Hager, and of course, whoever's not at first, one of those guys will DH. Uh, we're going to see some very familiar faces at second base and third base as Valley View's Will French and Marion's Daedric Kale are going to be out there manning those positions. We're going to see familiar faces in the outfield. You know, cross jumper is going to be back in, in left, the Jonesboro product uh, returning. We've got uh, Blake Burris that we're going to see in center field that was here last year, Alan Greer in right. And so we, we recognize a, a lot of those guys. Also, the potential to have a familiar face there at, at catcher. You know, Hoskin is back. Beauty is back. Although there could be a couple of new faces in the mix there to start. Really, again, uh, the big question is what is going to be going on at short. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. As we continue talking about, you know, what is back from last year 
again, it's just it's just so much production offensively for A-State. With all of those familiar players returning in the field, A-State is returning 14 of its 17 players that took an at-bat last year. So, they return the guy who led the team in, like, everything in uh, Brandon Hager, who was able to hit for average and for power. Uh, they return anybody who batted above 300. Of course, Will French was also a very, very good hitter last year, did a good job of getting on base. Uh, Case and Tollett technically led the team in batting average, but he was only able to get out there for 13, or excuse me, 15 games. John Hoskin uh, had a really good batting average last year. So many guys that contributed significantly uh, returning for the Red Wolves. So you start there with, with some pretty good stuff offensively with the Red Wolves returning so much production. But pitching's a question. Pitching has been... Pitching has been a work in progress for this team for for a few years. Uh, part of that is is just based solely solely on the pitching itself. Part of it has also been the fact that you know you go back to twenty twenty two, the A State defense was it was pretty bad. It, it was it was a bad team in the field. There were a lot of unforced errors. There were a lot of not just not just regular old errors, but plays not made that, of course, are not kept up with statistically. And so you saw the A-State pitchers just out there for pitch after pitch after inning after inning, multiple times having to record outs after the inning should have already been over. And when you're adding that many pitches to a guy's slate every single day, by the time you get to the, the end of the season, nobody's got anything left. Now, that was in 22. A-State took a step forward in that aspect in 23. Um, it was it, it could still be better for sure, but the number of unearned runs in 23 was dramatically less than the number in 2022. So hopefully as this, you know, all of almost all of this defensive alignment is is returning. Hopefully that means the rebels can take another step there in the field. And so of course, if you are making all of those routine plays, getting rid of those plays not made, and then helping to cut down on the errors, making a few more good plays, web gems in the outfield. Certainly that is going to help the pitching staff overall. But that's where A-State has to do significantly, significantly better. The Red Wolves had a team ERA of 7.35 last season. It was not dead last in the Sun Belt, but, you know, it fought for dead last. Because like anybody who follows baseball knows that's a bad number. That is a very bad number. And I think pretty much every single year, if I recall correctly, since Ty Dickinson departed Jonesboro, which I want to say was either 14 or 15, the A-State ERA has gotten statistically worse. And so, surely, surely 2023, with an ERA north of 7, was the low point. You're going to have to pitch <laughs> to be to to be captain obvious here. To not just contend in this to exist in the Sun Belt, you have to pitch better than that. We know how good of a league this is. There has to has to be some growth in that aspect and so Peyton Trawick, uh the new Red Wolves pitching coach, he won a JUCO national title. 
2023 as the pitching coach at the College of Central Florida. He's he's a younger guy, but you know there's already been talk about what he's done to help improve this pitching staff, tweak some arm angles, deliveries, this, that, and the other. But if this pitching staff can even just be okay, then with the hitting that this team returns, A-State should be able to take a significant step forward in terms of win total. Looking at what we're going to see over the next three days. Again, 6 o'clock is your start time tonight, 3 o'clock tomorrow and 1 o'clock on Saturday. Tonight, it is going to be Jelly Vanderlily that is making the start. He is originally from the Netherlands, which is pretty cool. I'm not sure how many pitchers or student-athletes, period, uh, A-State has, has had on campus uh, ever. Uh, but, uh, you know, he pitched at Hill College, and he's got, uh, you know, good fastball, 90-93. He's going to th- throw, as Tommy Raffo mentioned, he's got the ability to throw several pitches for strike, slider, cutter, change. Uh, last year at Hill College, had an ERA just a little bit north of four and played club ball for the Amsterdam Pirates. But I'm just really excited uh, to see how he performs tonight. Supposedly he works really fast, so hopefully that'll keep everybody really engaged, keep the fielders on their toes, obviously. And uh, really, just if you have a good start there, have him go five or six, lighten the load on your bullpen. Uh, that would be a, a great start. Saturday coming up tomorrow uh, with that game. We are going to see a familiar face starting on Saturday, and that's Arlen Butts. He was A-State's most uh, steady and capable reliever last year. He was uh, the guy that actually led the team in appearances. He played in, pitched in 23 games. He had the second-best earned run average on the team, just a little north of four, four saves, as we sit here and bombard you with, with statistics that are going to go in one, in one here and, and, uh, and out the other. But again, he he was solid last year. He was very capable last year. I'm interested to see what he looks like as a starter this year. He didn't start uh, a single game last year. He was used either in the middle uh, to get innings or again at the back end with four saves. So as he makes that adjustment, how will he fare there? Now, he started at his previous institution, Ren Lake College. So it's not like this is the first time he's ever starting in his life, but... Uh, this is something that he, you know, did not do last year. He's also a guy that's going to come out there with a sinker slider change up. And should be able to get some guys out. Looking ahead to Saturday. Again, a, another newcomer that is going to be pitching and starting for the Red Wolves. That's Dylan High. Another righty. By the way, a lot of, lot of righties. Only, <laughs> only a small smattering of lefties. Uh, with this uh, A-State pitching staff, but that's okay. Dylan Hine is actually a graduate transfer. He spent four years at Ryder, and so he's just got a lot of a lot of experience. And Ryder is a team that, that went to the NCAA tournament last year, so clearly a good squad. He's used to success. He's used to winning. And throws lots of strikes. Really good change-up is what to look for there when Hine is on the mound on Sunday. 
couple different options for the Red Wolves on the back end. So that's kind of uh, sounded like Coach Raffo was kind of just waiting to see when we heard from him earlier in the week on how that's going to unfold and how how the innings might be structured this weekend. I think, uh, obviously, with it being the first game, he's going to try and get a lot of different guys' looks. And why not? Need to get as many guys out there as possible to see how everybody is ready to start the season. But excited to see this team. Certainly going to make it out there for a few innings tonight. Hopefully this rain goes ahead and and gets out of the area. Uh, certainly don't want to have to deal with all rain all weekend. And it won't be the, the case. I guess the downer with this this uh, this rain that's moving in right now is it's also a bit of a cold front. So it's it's not going to be warm at the Tom tomorrow. It will be mostly sunny. However, the high is just 41 in terms of the best weather day of the weekend. That's definitely for sure going to be Sunday uh, where the high is 51 sunny skies. So uh, that's uh, if you if you if you can only make it to one uh, this weekend, that might be the one that that I personally would circle based on. Uh, what it's going to be like outside. Again, uh, still some showers in the area. Mostly have moved out. But if they could just if they could just hurry up and move out just a little bit faster. That would be nice, right? That would be ideal. Looking at how uh, the broadcast schedule is going to go this week. Because we've got both baseball and some A-State women's basketball to bring you. Obviously tonight at 6 o'clock we'll have A-State baseball for you here on the ticket. But looking at tomorrow, since we'll also have women's basketball in that same uh, same window, uh, you can hear A-State baseball on KBTM 1230, News Talk 1021. And then the Sunday series finale at 1 o'clock for A-State baseball will be right back here on the ticket. So a couple different things moving around this week. And uh, it'll be like that for a couple weeks here as we, we navigate crossover season and try and bring you both A-State women's basketball and a-State baseball on the ticket, but we'll get it. We'll get it. Uh, we'll, we'll make it through. We always have. And then, of course, uh, once the basketball season is over, you'll be able to hear everything here on the ticket. But uh, fingers crossed for a great opening weekend for A-State baseball. I'll see you later on tonight at the top. In the meantime, though, we'll take a break. Uh, come back, open up some phone lines on the Right Fiber Hotline, and uh, check in on some of your answers to the KavanaughCars.com question right after this on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Unlock a rewarding career at EAB Media Group. We're expanding our creative and digital media department and are on the lookout for talented individuals with graphic design experience. Don't worry if you're not an expert yet. We offer on-the-job training to help you shine. At EAB Media Group, we're a dynamic radio and digital media company with a footprint across Arkansas. This is your chance to be part of a team that's shaping the future of media. The best part? This team-based role allows you to work from the comfort of your own space with minimal travel requirements. If you're ready to bring your creative flair to our exciting projects, we want to hear from you. To apply, simply email your resume and examples of your work to eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. That's eabmedia.arkansas at gmail.com. Your future at EAB Media Group starts here. Apply today. EAB is an equal opportunity employer. 
It's the President's Day Sale going on now at Kavanaugh Kia. Get incredible savings on every vehicle on the lot. With its sleek design and impressive performance, come see the all-new 2024 Kia Telluride SX. Now up to $4,300 off MSRP. Or the all-new 2023 Kia Sportage Hybrid. The compact SUV that combines style and versatility. Now only $29,000. Plus the best warranty, 10 years or 100,000 miles. Don't miss the President's Day Sales event at Kavanaugh Kia on Stadium or KavanaughKia.com. Attention, members and guests. Get ready to spice up your week at Salsa's Grill. Gather your friends and family and head to Salsa's with happy hour every day from 3 to 7. Plus, every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday with their mouth-watering hard shell tacos, just 99 cents. Salsa's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner and open until 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and until 10.30 Friday and Saturday. It's your go-to destination for flavor, fun, and good times at Salsa's Grill, 2240 South Caraway in Jones. This is Coach Butch Jones, and we need you to help our A-State athletic programs by donating to the Impact Club. This is an organization that is making a real difference in the lives of our student-athletes. Make a monthly commitment and get access to team newsletters, special gear, and exclusive access that you will not find anywhere else. Find out more and give today at impactclub.com. That's impact spelled I-M-P-A-C-K-T club.com. Your support is greatly appreciated and is helping our programs right now. Wolves up. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now, my fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. In my art, turning a lump of clay into something beautiful, that is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. The Supplemental Security Income Program provides monthly payments to help meet basic needs, like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov SSI to start to apply. Produced by Social Security at U.S. taxpayer expense. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back, friends. 870-930-3776 is the number to call on the Right Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Today, we are losing our voice, apparently. Uh, today, what we're really doing is uh, debating the best sports movie villains of all time. That's our KavanaughCars.com question, taking our inspo from Happy Gilmore, released on this date in 1996. So, taking our inspiration, tipping our cap to Shooter McGavin, who is the greatest sports movie villain. Of all time. I feel like if you're going to talk just specifically about that movie, I mean, you got to give an honorable mention to Bob Barker. You got to give an honorable mention to the alligator. 
Uh, there's a there's a couple different options just from that movie alone. But of course, you are not just uh, limited to Happy Gilmore. You can answer with any villain that you so choose. John weighs in on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. Sends us a image of Rachel Phelps, one of the or the villain. From one of the greatest sports comedies of all time. Of course, she was trying to make sure the Indians were terrible. So she could move the team to Miami. But of course, they rallied in spite of her mismanagement of the team. Elsewhere, let's see what else we got. Rex says, nobody's going to say this, but Max Baer in Cinderella Man was Bane-level scary. I missed that one, so I'm going to take Rex's word for it. Sounds good to me. Uh, You can weigh in with whatever villain you would like. Uh, We're going to talk about some A-State women's basketball coming up in the next segment. But, of course, there was a a massive national story last night in women's basketball. One that we very much expected. I mean, it was was a no-doubt, no-brainer that Caitlin Clark of Iowa was going to end up breaking the NCAA women's basketball all-time scoring record. The The question was, you know, when and how she would do it. And when was very early. And how was a <laughs> three from the logo. Uh, she just she scored the, she needed eight to break the record and she didn't really break the record she kind of annihilated with annihilated it because she scored Iowa's first eight points of the game finished with 28 points in the first half ultimately scored 49 in the game which was a career high at a single game school record and so right now today Caleb Clark woke up with 3,569 total points scored in her college career at Iowa, and of course, Iowa won as well. One hundred six eighty nine was the final score there. So now you've got you've got some other big things that could potentially happen for Caitlin Clark that are significant in in the record book. So you have to kind of phrase Caitlin Clark's record specifically because there have been several different different uh, classifications. Of women's college basketball. So Caitlin Clark to be specific. Holds the NCAA. Women's basketball scoring record. She's still 80 points shy of Lynette Woodard's career mark. This was set in 1981. And that was during the AIAW era. Which predates the NCAA women's basketball era. So NCAA women's basketball is actually not, not that old. I don't even think it's as old as I am. So you've got some different ways that you have to phrase this. You can't just say that Clark is the uh, all-time women's basketball scoring leader because she's not. Now, she can get closer again. uh, She's got uh, 80 more points to be able to catch Lynette Woodard. And then also, she's just 98 points short of Pistol Pete's men's college basketball record of 3,667 points. So, obviously, I mean, that's, that's men's college basketball, so she's not going to top that. But if she tops that, Clark can call herself the most prolific scorer in the history of college basketball. 
She's been averaging about 32 points per game, so it is certainly feasible that she could pass both of those records, the one by Lynette Woodard, the one by Pete Maravich, in the next three games. Pretty cool stuff. I loved uh, not just seeing Clark break the record, but the way the women in college basketball responded to her breaking the record. You know, sometimes... The narrative in media is to pit successful women together uh, against each other. And it's it's kind of frustrating, but we didn't see that last night. You know, we saw Don Staley ask immediately in her postgame if Clark had broken the record or not. And her reaction was, was pretty funny. If you've seen that clip, we saw Angel Reese of LSU almost immediately send out a congratulations on social media, tell Caitlin Clark to continue making her story. So I thought there were some great responses from all around the women's college basketball world, and I look forward to seeing what Clark is is going to do next. This is this is a year where I think I'm just as hyped for the women's tournament and the big stories there as I am for the men's tournament. There's going to be going to be some phenomenal basketball played <laughs> in March uh, all over. So that is certainly something big time to look forward to. I tell you what, let's go ahead and and step aside for a break here because not only do we need to recap what happened last night for Arkansas State women's basketball, but we need to preview what's coming up tomorrow with the Red Wolves headed to Louisiana. So that's what we're going to dive into after the next break. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. The only sports host around that has a dog named Crash Davis. And when you speak of me, speak well. Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. The Foundation of Arts is geared up and excited for a brand new year in the Arts Center, and we want you to join us. Do something special for yourself in 2024 by enrolling in adult painting, ballet, or Pilates to explore your creative side and get in shape. Or sign up your child for ballet, tap, competition dance, or any of our varied art or theater classes. FOA class registration is year-round, and you can even try different classes before you decide through our new student $35 class trial. Our friendly, knowledgeable instructors will guide students to new and exciting skills for a fun, welcoming environment. Foundation of Arts students even get built-in performance opportunities and access to our tuition assistance if needed. So what are you waiting for? Call 870-935-2726 or visit foajonesboro.org to get started today. The Foundation of Arts is sponsored by Occasions, Dacus Mini Warehouses, Allen Engineering, the Jonesboro A&P Commission, the Arkansas Arts Council, and East Arkansas Broadcasters. The Foundation of Arts, find the artist in you. Couple goals. It's double the love, double the style at Gamble Home. Enjoy buy one, get one half off pricing on all in-stock chairs. Whether you're revamping your dining area, seeking that perfect accent piece, or craving the ultimate relaxation in a recliner, it's all buy one, get one half off. Gamble Home is stocked with the best brands, including Lazy Boy and Stressless. Shop now for the best selection. Buy one chair, get one half off now at Gamble Home in the Farmville Curve. Having trouble getting the trailer you need? Silverline Trailers, the largest trailer retailer in the USA, has the perfect solution for you. Guaranteed approval. No credit check required. Get the quality trailer you need at a price you can afford. With over 3,500 trailers available and more coming in daily, we'll find the perfect trailer for you. And at Silverline, we're always looking to hire good people. Visit our website, silverlinetrailer.com, for a location near you. You can stop by our Jonesboro location today at 3711 Stadium Boulevard or call 870-203-0000. Silverline Trailers, your trusted trailer retailer george kell ford where every day is a new opportunity to find your dream vehicle 
We have a large selection of vehicles in stock for work, play, or travel. Find the power and capability you need all in one stylish package. Just in time for a new day. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Now. We tend not to think about now. We dream about tomorrow, relive yesterday. But sometimes we don't see what's right in front of us. Victory over cancer is in front of us. Right now, cancer research is saving lives. Cancer research funded by the V Foundation is leading to new discoveries and new treatments. And ultimately, one day, victory over cancer. Right now, one out of every two men and one out of every three women will get cancer in their lifetime. Now is your moment. You may save someone you love. The V Foundation has the skill, the speed, and the strength to achieve victory over cancer. Because today's cancer research is tomorrow's victory. Learn more at V.org. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone, 870-930-3776. The number to call on the Ride Fiber Hotline by Ritter Communications. Let us dive in to some Arkansas State women's basketball. It was... It was a mess last night at Southern Miss. 57-48 to was the final score there. A-State suffering a setback there in in Hattiesburg. And a couple things to mention before we dive into the game overall. Um, One, (laughs) big picture-wise, not that this is an excuse, but it's kind of just a weird thing. But, But let me point this out. For Arkansas State, nothing good ever happens in Hattiesburg like literally ever Hattiesburg is the place where all of Arkansas State's hopes and dreams go to die across a state's four highest profile sports so across football men's basketball women's basketball and baseball across those four sports a state's last win in Hattiesburg was in 2000 and two 22 years ago now yes there have been some gaps in those series because of course obviously a state and, and southern miss have not been conference mates in the Sun Belt for very long you know they just joined the league last season but again these teams are regionally close there have been some meetings over the years and they never go a state's way Football has won just one of its seven contests in Hattiesburg. Women's basketball has won one out of four. 
men's basketball has had the most success, but they're still only three out of 14, and baseball is 0 for 9. So when you look at, I guess, the, the big four sports, A-State is 5-34 and 34 all time in Hattiesburg. I don't know what kind of voodoo they have at Southern Miss, but clearly there is some. And you go back and you look, and it's not like it's not like Southern Miss is, is leaps and bounds better than Arkansas State across multiple sports. It's and it's not like they've had these powerhouse teams that, that keep beating A State. You go back and you look at a lot of the football losses and it's seasons where the teams ended up with the same record but yet got hammered by the Golden Eagles. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Hattiesburg, but it is awful there for the Red Wolves, for the Indians, maybe even back when A State was the Aggies. Maybe they struggled in Hattiesburg too. I don't know. So, obviously, <laughs> A-State women's basketball dealing with some bad mojo uh, going into that game last night at Hattiesburg. And then, of course, you had, you had the injury situation. If you, if you didn't see that game or you only followed along from a stat cast, Izzy Higginbottom has a broken finger. And so, she, is, she did not look last night like she normally looks. Now, she still played a boatload of minutes. She was out there for 37 minutes. Uh, she did not start, and I don't think her 37 minutes, that, that's, that's probably not how it was scripted. Not really a lot you can do about a broken finger when you're playing basketball. It looked kind of just like she had them taped together and was doing her best. That was the injury situation going into the game. It got significantly worse as the game unfolded. You had Lauren Pendleton, who suffered a, I guess, a sprained ankle. At some point in time during the game, she tweaked it. I say at some point in time during the game, it was, it was I think, fairly early in, in the second quarter. And that was, that was not it for her. She did try to come back in later on in the game, but she didn't last very long. And ultimately, she played just 13 minutes. She is A-State's prime scoring threat after Izzy Higginbottom. So again, you have your number one scoring threat significantly limited. You have your number two scoring threat out of the game. Then, in terms of just who was going to handle the basketball, A-State had Chrislyn Rose out there. Well, I don't even know what happened to Rose, but she had an injury as well. She only played 12 minutes. I want to say it was her ankle, too. So you're, you've got, <laughs> you're down basically like two and a half guards since Izzy is at half strength. A-State played Bree Sutton last night. They were not planning on playing her this season, but she had to go out there because there wasn't anybody else. And then, of course, you had the melee or the kerfuffle or whatever you want to call it. There was a situation where A-State's Emma Mebere, and by the way, this clip is all over the internet. Surely you've seen it by now. But uh, A-State's Emma Mebere, Southern Misses, uh, Dominic Davis get, get tangled up going for a rebound. There's a push. There's a shove. Of course, it's unfolding directly in front of the Southern Miss bench. So the next thing you know, there is a pile. Now, had tip to A-State for one Thing. No other Red Wolf got involved in this. They were able to get Emma Amabre out of there. So while she got suspended and could perhaps, I, I don't know if she'll deal with an additional suspension from that or not, but that, that was it in terms of A-State losing players due to that situation. Southern Miss ended up with four players ejected from the game for that. So, so <laughs> somehow last night, Southern Miss with four players suspended. Still practically at a depth advantage over Arkansas State. And then, you know, you had the rest of the actual game, whereas nothing went A-State's way. 
Uh, it was a really bad second half. A-State was 4-23 in the second half. A-State scored 11 points in the entire second half. Both teams completely ran out of gas in the second half. There were 34 points combined scored in both the third and the fourth quarter from A-State and Southern Miss. But it wasn't just the shooting issues that plagued A-State. A-State just gets to Southern Miss and forgets how to dribble. Last year, the Red Wolves had a season-high 27 turnovers in Hattiesburg. Last night, it was 24. I I think that's a season-high as well. Bad things happen in Hattiesburg. All of that said, though, this this looked like an opportunity for the Red Wolves to go in and get a win there. On paper, they matched up with this team well. There were things that A-State could do where, where it looked like they, maybe they could have came out on top, and they just did, did not do those things. And so uh, an opportunity there for the Red Wolves slips away, and A-State is, is not where they want to be in the Sunbelt Conference standings right now. Now, there's not, I, to the best of my knowledge, there's not any, any, any concern at all that A-State's going to end, in, in end up in the bottom four and end up in one of those play-in games, but still. This looked like a, a Southern Miss team that was, that was beatable after the Golden Eagles swept A-State last year, beat them three times last year. Looked like A-State could get them back this year. And just played, didn't have anything in the second half. So now A-State has to put this behind them and try and figure it out against a team that the Red Wolves let beat them in Jonesboro. And I am specific with my phrasing there because this was a game that A-State led throughout most of it. It It wasn't like a great game. It was a tough game. Uh, A-State didn't shoot well when these teams played in Jonesboro, but but that was a game where A-State should have won. And the Raging Cajuns came back at the very end, and they were able to get the W. So, again, now you've really got to exercise some demons. This one is in Lafayette. It's at the Cajun Dome. It's a tough place to play. Probably not as tough as Hattiesburg. (laughs) Since, again, that is like a house of horrors. For Arkansas State Athletics. But it's just, it's it's time for this team to play up to its potential on the road. And yes, I know, you know, they A-State has been able to go out and get and get road wins over Texas State and, and over, over South Alabama. But those are some bad teams. A-State is capable of winning this game. A-State is capable of, of having success on the road. They just haven't been able to, to have very many times this year where they've, they've gotten over that hump. You know, really just the the road wins this year for the Red Wolves in Mobile, in San Marcos, and again, those are two of the three, two of the four worst teams in the league. Those are those are a pair of teams that are almost undoubtedly gonna end up in the bottom four. The opportunity is is here tomorrow for A State at, at Louisiana. There's several areas where where A State is is better on paper than, than the Raging Cajuns. They're a better scoring team. They're a better shooting team. They are a better rebounding team. They're better at the stripe. They're better in terms of of taking care of the basketball and facilitating just almost every possible category. A-State is better than the Cajuns. Now, the Cajuns are good defensively. 
So again, this is certainly not a cakewalk, and that's how, that's how Louisiana beat A-State and Jonesboro. They were able to to limit Izzy Higginbottom. And I don't know if I, I necessarily mean that from a point-scoring statistic. I feel like she still ended up with an, with an okay number of points in that one, but they made her work for those points. And with her not being 100%, somebody's going to have to step up. I don't know if it, it I don't know if it's possible that Lauren Pendleton is going to play. Rolled her ankle pretty good. I don't know. I, I can't recall the injury for Chrislyn Rose. I'm not sure if she's going to be back. I don't know if after being ejected Thursday night, if if Emma Mevere is going to be available Saturday. This team is going to have to dig deep. But they're capable. They've just got to got to put it together. A frustrating game for sure. For sure. After the way that uh, A-State played last week against South Alabama. Or excuse me, against Old Dominion. So we'll see what's next for uh, for this A-State women's basketball squad. See if they can bounce back and get some good momentum going. Because... They do get to return home coming up next week. But it would be nice to be able to flip that switch on the road and start taking some good momentum into the final stretch. Uh, That game tomorrow is going to tip off at 2 o'clock in Lafayette. That means that pregame coverage with voice of A-State women's basketball, Kate Carlton, is going to start up at 1.30. And again, that's here on the ticket. We need to step aside for our final break. We'll come back, look at your answers to the KavanaughCars.com question, see what else is going on that we might have missed before we call it a wrap. Here on a Friday on the Workday Red Zone. Nobody crunches the numbers like Kara. Take that for data. The Workday Red Zone on the Ticket Radio Network. At Mr. T's, our mission is to satisfy the needs of all of our customers, from the beer lover to the wine connoisseur. We've been keeping our community relaxed and happy since 1983, offering the lowest prices in one easy, convenient location. Open seven days a week, 365 days a year, even on Sundays. So head across the Kahlua Colored Waters to Riverside or Mr. T's Express in Red Onion, Missouri, and find out yet again why it's always worth the drop to Mr. T's. Mr. T's at Riverside. Playing against sports wants to pay you money. Now that I have your attention, Playing Against Sports in Jonesboro wants to buy your used sports equipment. You heard me right. If you have something that's either outgrown or no longer being used, bring it to Playing Against Sports now. They're looking for youth and adult baseball and softball equipment, golf, weights and workout equipment, disc golf, you name it. Playing Against Sports can turn it into cash for you. Go buy Playing Against Sports at the corner of Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Local Tire and Wheel has a sweetheart of a deal all this month. Get four brand new tires today for only $14 out of pocket and no payments for 14 days. Plus, get nine months same as cash. Payments to fit your budget. No credit check and everyone approved. Why spend all that cash today when we'll give you nine months to pay? Get the tires you require and the wheels you desire for only $14 out of pocket with no payments for 14 days at Local Tire and Wheel. Local Tire and Wheel believes that everyone should have the option to drive on safe, dependable tires. But most of us don't budget for tires. But when we need them, we need them. And that's why Local Tire and Wheel is here. All Local Tire and Wheel deals include roadside assistance and our road hazard protection program. 
grand. And we offer $50 in referral cash back. Local Tire and Wheel has a sweetheart of a deal all this month. Get four brand new tires today for only $14 out of pocket with no payments for 14 days. Local Tire and Wheel, 1518 South Caraway in Jonesboro and localtireandwheel.com. Hey, dude, you won't believe it. We sold our house and we made a fortune. No way. How'd you find out it was worth that much? We used this awesome website, arhomevalue.com. It was a game changer. It's brought to you by Dustin White Realty. They know their stuff. Plus, arhomevalue.com is quick and easy to use. Don't miss out on getting top dollar for your home. Go to arhomevalue.com today. Brought to you by Dustin White Realty. Top dollar for your home sale is just a click away. arhomevalue.com. This is Keith Baird from Baird Auto Group. Baird is having its biggest pre-owned sales event of the year. That's right. Baird is your used car headquarters, and we are number one in quality and reliability. Don't waste your hard-earned money on an old clunker. Baird has hundreds of Baird pre-owned certified vehicles starting only $13,999. Drive away in a Baird certified pre-owned vehicle today and take advantage of payments starting only $2.99 a month. Save big, save smart, save thousands at Baird. Baird has banks with millions of dollars secured just for your next car loan. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Beard will work hard to earn your business. Bring your trade to Beard. Beard will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Take the short drive to save thousands at a Beard location near you or check our low prices out at buybeard.com. Don't get a bad deal, get a bad deal. Because why pay more? See you for details. East Arkansas Broadcasters, locally owned, locally operated, and locally focused. And just like NEA Baptist, East Arkansas Broadcasters cares about our community. The Community Health Education Foundation presents Diamonds and Pearls Red Dress Gala February the 24th. The Red Dress Gala raises awareness for cardiovascular disease. For tickets or table reservations, call 870-931-4044. That's what's coming up with East Arkansas Broadcasters and NEA Baptist. Healthcare for the next century. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Home stretch here on the Workday Red Zone. Last call on the Right Fiber Hotline, 870-930-3776. Last call on the KavanaughCars.com question. Who is the greatest sports movie villain of all time? I'm going to have to go home and watch Happy Gilmore at some point in time this week. And again, that movie came out today in 1996, or on this date, I guess I should say, in 1996, and introduced us to Shooter McGavin, who is uh, certainly a legend, but you all have came through with some great answers so far uh, today on social media. But again, uh, last chance here to get in on the phones. Our question today, today and every day, brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. Of course, uh, a incredible one-stop shop for those of you buying, selling, even servicing a vehicle. You can find it all there at one spot for you. Of course, they've got all of their inventory online, so you can search through every single vehicle they have available, whether that's a new vehicle, a pre-owned vehicle, whether it's on the Kavanaugh Kia or the Kavanaugh Hyundai or the Kavanaugh Ford lot, all right there at one spot at KavanaughCars.com. Ivan Drago, another name that you all have mentioned on social. Danny, the latest one to chime in there. 
I think my final answer, I, I really like uh, the Rachel Phelps answer from earlier. That's one of my faves, no doubt. Following up on some news from earlier in this week, of course, yesterday we spent a lot of time uh, talking about Sean Elliott's departure from Georgia State. Has uh, that seemed kind of sudden? Now you read about all the backstory about his family still being in Columbia. You kind of get it. I still think his timing was absolutely hot garbage. But uh, since then, Georgia State has hit pause on spring camp, which is already underway. They have, I think, promoted their strength coach to interim head coach. I read that on Twitter. That might not be true. I should have checked on that. And, of course, uh, the next thing that happens after a coach departs is everybody starts throwing out names. Uh, Nothing that jumps off the page at me in terms of some names that others have thrown out, although it does seem like a lot of folks there pointing the finger in terms of the wish list. And Georgia running backs coach and run game coordinator Del McGee. He is familiar with the Sun Belt. He was a Georgia Southern assistant for a couple of years, but he's been at Georgia since 2016. Obviously, they've they've they have had a lot of success. Now he would have to take a pay cut and a responsibility hike at Georgia State, but of course it means he would he would get his own gig. So that would be an interesting hire, certainly one that makes sense on paper there if the Panthers decide to go in that direction. Obviously, timeline is ticking there for their hire. So they're in one of those situations where you have to be fast but not rush. We'll see what comes out of that. Yesterday on the program, you know, mentioned the fact that A-State, App State, Old Dominion, the only three schools right now in the Sunbelt Conference that are set to return their head coach, offensive coordinator, Defensive coordinator and starting quarterback from last year's squad. There was a little bit of back and forth with some Raging Cajuns faithful because they felt like they should be on the list as well. Returning their head coach, returning their offensive coordinator, returning their defensive coordinator, and then also returning a starting quarterback. Now, they had they had three starting quarterbacks last season. The one that played the most was Zeon Chris, who unfortunately suffered like a broken femur uh, during the A-State game in Jonesboro. And he has since departed via the portal. But, you know, they returned the other couple of guys that made starts. So they they felt like they should be included, even though Chris started the most games. But that is all kind of a moot point at this point in time. Because today, their defensive coordinator was hired by Michigan. So, I didn't have them on the list to begin with. But now they're especially, especially crossed off the list. So we'll see if anybody in the belt is set to return (laughs) head coach defensive coordinator offensive coordinator and quarterback by the time the 2024 season gets here because that is still forever away and although obviously the uh the head coaching carousel is maybe slowed down there's still a lot of coordinator and assistant coach movement that is going to be taking place over the next few weeks looking quickly at the nba before we wrap it up uh grizzlies are back-to-back wins not bad at all. Back-to-back wins at FedEx Forum. Has that happened this season prior to last night or the night before? Uh, just uh, very solid there in what Memphis was able to do, especially when you consider the, the level of competition. They wrapped up the, the first stretch of the slate before the All-Star break with a 113-110 winner last night. Over the Bucks, and this we know the Grizzlies are just put together with anybody and everybody, but this was not a Bucks squad that was limited last night. 
You had Greek Freak out there for 37 minutes. Of course, he still got his. He finished with 35 and 12. You had Dame uh, out there for 35 minutes. He finished with 24 points. But ultimately, the Grizzlies were able to figure it out, build up a good lead after the third quarter, and hold on just enough for the win last night at FedEx Forum. Zaire Williams with a good night, 27 there. Gigi Jackson, 27 as well. And, of course, this is still a Grizzly squad where everybody is navigating something. LaRavia still not playing due to a left ankle sprain. Rose not playing due to right ankle soreness. Kennard out due to left knee soreness. So you just add to the list. And uh, starting lineup that, that featured Jemison and Goodwin and Williams Jr. But they got it done. Again, they got it done. That was about as good of a win the Grizzlies have had this season. So a positive note there for Memphis. Heading into the All-Star break. Uh, They will be back at it next, whatever the 23rd is. That's Friday, next Friday. Hosting the Clippers. So they'll have a couple at FedEx Forum coming out of the break. Clippers and Nets next Thursday, next Monday, respectively. But uh, that time for the NBA. Everybody stepping aside for the All-Star break. So hopefully that'll be... Should be fun, right? Maybe the dunk contest will be okay this year. Maybe. The game is always complete insanity, right? There is no defense to be played. Scores somewhere north of the 150s. But if you like points, if you like highlight offense, I mean, it's certainly certainly a fun thing to tune into. Just not not so much in terms of stops. What else is coming up this weekend? Of course, a lot of Arkansas State in action. Basketball, as we've already outlined, is, is going to be on the road. But again, baseball opening up the year at 6 o'clock tonight at the top. 3 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock is the first pitch time on Sunday to wrap up that opening series against Omaha. A lot of other Red Wolves, though, additionally participating in different events in Jonesboro Bowling is underway in their home event, the Midwinter Classic. That event features a lot of the top 15 teams around college bowling, and that's already underway at Hijinks. Also uh, coming up today, tennis is in action. They're taking on Arkansas Tech, and that event's going on at Ridgepoint. So bowling in Jonesboro, tennis in Jonesboro, baseball in Jonesboro, basketball on the road. Regardless, we'll try and recap all of them when we come back on Monday. Also on Monday, A-State track and field will get underway in the indoor championships in Birmingham. If you missed our conversation and preview earlier this week with Program Director Dr. Jim Patchell, hit up our SoundCloud page and and give that a listen. Looking forward to following them next week. But uh, more or less, that's that's a wrap. We're just kind of waiting on the music here until we're able to clock out on this week's Workday Red Zone. And there it is. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Again, as always, your calls, your comments, your text, your tweets, they always help us pass the time. Just uh, that much easier, that much quicker. Keep it here. Dan Patrick is on the way next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here Monday morning at 7 for the Front Row with Budrow. RWRC comes your way at 10. We will return Monday at noon for more of the Workday Red Zone. For Ryan, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great weekend. Beautiful.